we are here now in the present. We made it. 2021, aka the year of recovery. 2020 was the year of reflection. You have to reflect on some of the decisions that you made. In which, if shit goes bad and left, what the fuck are you going to do to get your shit on point and operational? So, that will be my recollection of 2020 is a year of reflection. You looking at yourself. A lot of time spent with family. For some, not so much because, you know. They can't get along with family. Which is another topic I'm absolutely going to have to touch on. Because, yeah, we'll touch on that. We'll leave that alone for now, for sure. But 2021 is is your bounce back year. Recovery. Yeah, 2020, year reflection. 2021 year of recovery recovering some of the things that you lost you're trying to gain some footing you might have been on level C and dropped back down to level A it's a lot that it's a lot that happened and it's a lot that we should all be happy for and I ultimately I really hope that majority of us have spent time in figuring out some of the things that we're passionate about or and or some of the things that actually matter in life like I always knew that friends matter I always knew that family matter but when I had my darkest days and I had real tragedy trials and tribulations I had those that I didn't know were going to rise to the occasion, friends that were going to rise to the occasion. And then I had friends that I thought, or family that I thought was going to be a certain type of way in my darkest hour, and they were not. So it's like anything else. You kind of find always, And I always used to say, you don't know somebody till you know somebody. You don't know them until they show themselves, right? In every situation will deem something different. That's just what it is. I went through that. And ultimately, 2021 year recovery is me more or less focusing on myself. And this is kind of what this this is kind of what this is all about. What this whole podcast today is gonna be all about. It's more or less about not being selfish. And when I say focus on yourself, not being selfish. But really dialing in and putting in time to figure yourself out. What drives you? What motivates you? What What are your interests? What are your passions? Where do you see yourself? Just like these actions go, what do you see yourself at in five years? Are you single? Or do you want to be married? Do you want kids? Are you looking for a home? Do you want to move out of the country? Do you want to travel? Do you want to paint? Do you want? Do you Do you just want to have cable and beer and wine and smoke cigarettes? This is 
the time for you to be honest with yourself so you can figure out what it is that drives you to do what you do. But ultimately, it's one of those things where it's like self-awareness is something that's within. Everybody does not have self-awareness. As I've gotten older, I've realized that more and more in social settings. It's like I had a class this weekend to get certified for my firearm instructor's course. I didn't pass one of them, so technically I failed, which I'm super not happy about, but I passed one out of, or three out of four. I gotta take the last test uh, one more one more again, so I do get another opportunity to uh, pass it. Um, but we got this guy in class, and I wanna say he said he's from Sedona City. Whatever he said, it's some small-ass town in northern Arizona. And, again, these classes were 12 hours apiece. It's supposed to be, the other class is supposed to be 8 hours, but due to big mouths like this dumbass, the class was extended because we had to finish the shit. We had to take tests and some more stuff. So we ended up doing 24 hours of schooling in a two-day two, uh, two span. Which I wasn't happy with But it is what it is You gotta do what you gotta do Now all the while This guy is constantly Constantly Disrupting class Constantly Like non-stop Not, not only is he disrupting class But he's saying things he, He's being extremely vulgar Right Mind you We're in class to get certified to become weapons instructors, which means that we're going to be able to instruct people on operating weapons, which means that you're going to have to be professional to some degree. So you would think if you're in a class like that, that you would show some type of example of how you would be an instructor or at least the bare minimum dial down some of your rhetoric to some degree like we're going over things and they're telling us as instructors we can't we, we we should stay away from politics we should stay away from cussing we should stay away from um saying things that potentially could offend people things of this nature and while he's saying these things this guy is taking every freaking opportunity every freaking opportunity to say something Every chance he got He said something Every chance he got This lady comes to our class And she's talking about a story in which I'm going to give you guys a lot of examples Because there was too many of them To be honest with you uh, She's telling us about a time where She went and uh, she, was, she was living in San Jose And she's telling us the story about how two guys try to rob her for her uh, Firebird or Trans Am, whatever it was, but try to rob her for a carjacker for her vehicle. And this is why she joined the gun club and did X, Y, and Z. All right. So in the process of her saying that, he's like, oh, well, what city is this? 
because he clearly had biases against California. I mean, every time California came up, he had some slick shit to say. Um, yeah, what what city? She's like, yeah, it happened in San Jose. He was like, oh yeah, one of the faggot cities. And I'm just like, uh, yeah, I just don't get it. Why you just had to say that? Say one of the gay cities. You just you just had to just go above and beyond to be a dick for no reason. Now we don't know if there's anybody gay in that class. I don't know. Could have been, but it got to a point to where mm, you could tell that people were not really wanting to say certain things or really confront them on it. Which my thing was is I'm really trying to get through this class and I don't want to I. And this is my this is my reasoning. I don't want to cause friction because once I cross that line, um, every time you say something, then I gotta say something. So now our class we already got extended by like three hours yesterday. Three or yeah, three hours yesterday. We're supposed to get out at five. We got out at eight. Like some bullshit. So I'm thinking about the longevity, right? Like I'm never gonna see this guy again. But at the same time, I know. I should have probably said something a few times because I know as an instructor, he's going to get somebody in his class is gay. It's going to happen just for him. It's going to happen. And he's going to say something that's going to offend somebody and they're going to report his ass, which they should. But it was a constant. This guy's talking about, oh, yeah, you know, oh, this and this happened. And this guy was crying. Oh, sounds like a Democrat. Really, though? Really, nigga? I mean, it got to a point where I'm just like... Bro, you're fucking annoying. And yeah, I didn't even ask him. I mean, because he asked me at one point in time. And I, I should have took the opportunity to ask him. When he asked me how old I was. And then gave me this whole spiel. Like, oh, you don't look your age. Yeah, I get that a lot. Appreciate it. I mean, are you, like, hitting on me? I'm trying to figure this out. But in any event, from appearance, he looks old as shit. You know, fucking middle-aged white dude, little short fuck, balding and shit. Looks like a fucking... He looks like a hobbit-ass Dr. Evil is what he looked like to me. If I, if you were to put this in your mind, just think about a... I mean, yeah, I guess Dr. Evil was already short, but this dude was fucking... <laughs> He was short too. It's fucking little ass hobbit looking motherfucker. And hairy and shit. This looks. He just looked like somebody outside of class that I wouldn't associate myself with. I wouldn't want to get on Call of Duty and play no games with him. We wouldn't hang out. I wouldn't drink a beer with this dude. Like, everybody else in the class, I'd. I'd at bare minimum drink a beer with him. This guy. I hope I never cross paths with him again. I, I just hope so. So I'm giving you this whole spill because this year you should focus on your self-awareness. Maybe he doesn't know that he's rude as fuck. Maybe he doesn't know he comes off as very childish and immature. Maybe he just maybe he doesn't know. Maybe no one's ever told him because he comes from a small ass shitty ass town. Maybe he doesn't know these things. Maybe no one ever challenged him on these things. Maybe somebody has. 
I know my business partner challenged him on some things when we were on the gun range. And um, I can tell that maybe things were a little off because this is one of the few times he was quiet sitting by himself. And this was right after my partner had said what he said to him. But, you know, maybe he doesn't know. And this year, self-awareness should be one of the focal points for the simple fact that most people, I'm going to say 80% of the population had a tough year, whether they lost somebody, whether financially they lost. I mean, people were just losing left and right. You could have lost somebody and lost financially. Um, your kids aren't going to school. You got to figure that situation out. Uh, your job may have cut back hours. Yeah, or, or you might be in a stress, a stressful situation in which your job won't allow you to work from home. You got to keep going in and potentially risking your life to go to work to make money. Um, so this year, I feel like people should really focus on what they want and what they want to get out of life and how to go get it, how to achieve some of these things. Because let's be honest, at any given point in time, a pandemic could pop up, uh, uh, an act of terror could pop up like what happened on January 6th. Anything can happen, any type of insurrection can happen, and you want to make sure that you're secure in such a way that if anything were to happen, you're ready to go. It's like it's like it's like they say. I'm always ready, so I don't have to get ready. And what is it that you that you want out of life? What what are your goals? What's your end game? And you might not have an end game. You might you might be in your late 30s and still not know what your end game is. And at that point, you really got to sit down like and start writing like immediately because you should know at this point if you're in your 30s and you just don't fucking know then jesus christ i know what my end game is i know where i want to be i know majority of the steps i need to take to get where i'm trying to go but ultimately i have a clear path meaning i know exactly what i need to do so if, if it doesn't get done that's really due to me and my lack of just uh, drive and laziness at that point. So that's something that I'm aware of already. If I don't get where I'm trying to go, that's me just being a bum-ass bitch. And that I am not. Um, so yeah, I feel like because uh, I'm going off of just based on what I feel or what I think people should be focused on for the simple fact that most people are scatterbrains. And by that I mean you go to you go to work, you come home, you cook, you eat, if you got kids, you play with them, you shower, you do all these things. You watch TV, go to sleep, wake up the next day, repeat. There's never a time where you really sit down and think about some of the personal things that you need to take care of. It's more or less about what you want to do opposed to what you need to do. And this is where a lot of us get caught in the rabbit's hole. 
doing the same thing repetitiously and we're stuck mentally we're stuck and you might not even know that you're stuck that goes back to that self-awareness that i was talking about when you know that you're not good at something and you know it to be true and all right i i don't do this or i'm not good at that you got some people that'll tell you today i'm i'm a i'm a great cook i'm a great chef but every time they bring food over, there's always leftovers because nobody's fucking eating their shit. The good are the... Let me stop at the good because there's a lot of good cooks. When you're a great cook or a great chef, I'm going to say 90% of the time, your food is fucking gone, right? There is no leftovers because people, A, are getting just servings on top of servings, but B, these motherfuckers is trying to take something home. So, you ain't going to be able to take no leftovers home because they didn't already took it. So, that's that's about being self-aware, right? You're talking about how great you are at cooking, but last every Thanksgiving and every Christmas, every Christmas breakfast, nobody takes your shit home. Nobody's asking for seconds. Nobody, nobody needs Tupperware to take your shit home because... That shit's gonna go bad in their refrigerator. So it's just one of those deals where, like, when you know, you know. And a lot of you people just don't fucking know. Same thing with relationships. I mean, I can't tell you, it's a lot of bad females running around here. A whole bunch of them. But that's it. You're bad, okay, that's great. And then they'll hit you with some funny shit, like, yeah, my favorite is the, the, the combo. Yeah, I've never been married, no kids. I love when I hear that, because I'm just like, huh, never been married, no kids. So nobody seen it fit to propose to you. Nobody wanted you, nobody wanted to procreate with you. Interesting interesting spin oh no i just didn't want i didn't want nobody you know i didn't want nobody to have i don't want to get pregnant by none of these guys like so okay so okay okay i understand that so what you're saying is is that your personality and your pussy the pp personality pussy it attracts dirtbag ass motherfuckers that you don't want to procreate with I just want to make sure I got it right. No, nah, no, nah, that's not it. I'm just, I'm just not focused on that right now. And what are you focused on? What are you doing? You've had five jobs in the last three years. So what are you focused on right now? Help me to understand your disposition. Because I would love to understand. Because I hear this all the time. And then... My, my my other favorites. Oh, 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 yeah. Uh, you know, guys be proposing to me, but I, I just not, I don't want to marry none of them. So are you fucking for sport? You getting finances out of this? I'm trying to help me to understand. Because this goes back to what I, we're, we're going to stay on topic about self-awareness. 
are you aware that you just be fucking dudes and not really getting anything out of it? No, no wedding ring. No, he ain't putting you up on game on finance. Like he doesn't really want to spend time with you. It's just, you know, wham, bam, slam. And when he's, when I say he doesn't want to spend time, I'm not talking about going out to a restaurant. I'm talking about when's the last time you guys went on a hike, went to the zoo, did a quick staycation where you spent all night and day together and laid in bed and talked. When last time you did that? I ain't asking when last time I took you to dinner and then you went home and sucked his dick. I mean, come on. That's that's pretty standard. Like what your requirements is are minimal. And for most women, especially once you hit that plus 30, what the fuck are you doing? I'm going to ask you again. What the fuck are you doing? And then on the flip side, you'll have the one that has two, three, four kids, might have two baby daddies. Hell, she might have all three or four by the same guy. Never married. What the fuck are you doing? So you were just letting him play in the sandbox and no type of attachments outside of the children. You guys were just technically boyfriend and girlfriend the entire time. Now, who am I to judge on that one? (laughs) Excuse me. Some people don't want to get married. I mean, I was a kid and I always knew I wanted to get married. But everybody doesn't share my sentiment. So I say all that to say this, like, maybe that's what you, maybe those were the requirements on one end or both ends. But I know most women that I've talked to and I've had these discussions with, they want a partner. They don't want somebody that can be here by day and dash by night. This ain't fucking DoorDash dick. Like, this motherfucker can deliver it when you fucking get on the app and send him a message. But in the same time, it goes back to what I said originally about self-awareness. You're aware that you're pretty, but... <coughs> Your personality isn't allotting you to get what you want out of your partner and vice versa. And that goes for some some men that don't know how to assert themselves or be vocal enough to tell somebody what it is or what it isn't. Because they're not self-aware that they've never been a motherfucking alpha dog. They've always been beta males. Everybody... And I've had this conversation plenty of times. I have a select, very small, and when I say very small, I mean on one hand, small group. I mean immensely small group of friends that I would consider alphas. And there's nothing wrong with not being an alpha. There's nothing wrong with that. A lot of men are beta. They just don't know it because they've been told their whole lives, you got to be an alpha. You got to be a dog. You got to be like this. You got to be like that. 
So they don't know no better. How would that? Because as a man, all men want to, to look at themselves as alphas. But it's like I always tell people, or I always like to use the analogy, it's like playing sports, right? And when you play sports, most times on a team, you have a captain. Now, the captain is some somebody that, A, the coach signs off on, but B, the players sign off on because they can look up to this guy. They respect this guy. Most of those captains are what you would consider an alpha. LeBron James, alpha. Alpha dog. Tom Brady, alpha. Aaron Rodgers, alpha. Then you have, then you have your select few guys that are, it's not that they're not talented enough, but they're not vocal. In order to be an alpha dog, you gotta a come with a certain, um, come with a certain type of swagger in the sense that you can, you know how to talk to people. But b, you're self aware when you make mistakes, so you you hold yourself accountable. That's what makes one of the. That's what makes a real captain a captain. When you mess up and you can call yourself out before the coach even catches it. Most, for for the most part, a lot of men aren't like that. But I'll stand, I'm gonna stand, I'm gonna say this shit and I'm gonna stand on it. I know for a fact, most women aren't like that. Talking about accountability, shit. I don't want to be wrong. I'm always right. I don't want to argue about it because I said so. Just very combative. Cooperation. What the fuck does that mean? It's like, Jesus Christ. Have you ever played any sports? Like, I recommend for the men that are looking for relationships... Sometimes you got to challenge these women and ask them pertinent questions. Like, did you play any sports? And she might not understand what you're asking her. But you understand that if she's played a sport, I mean, softball, um, volleyball, um, cheerleading, basketball. She's played anything that didn't require just her to be doing something in which her coach is holding her accountable. Her teammates are holding her accountable. That's somebody that you can work with in a relationship. Unfortunately, most women have not been introduced to sports. And when I say introduced, they just didn't give a shit about playing sports. They just wanted to go to school and go home and fucking fuck off watching Love and Hip Hop or some shit. Which is cool. Which is cool. But those are the same ones that want to be in a relationship. And they want the world given to them. They want the the sun, the sky. They want all these fucking things. And it's like, you know what? Mm, You want these things, right? Because I'm a firm believer in equal opportunity. You say you want an opportunity and equal. I'm all for that. Right? Like, I'm really all for that. 
But if you want the sun, the sky, the moon, the stars, the ocean, the mountains, motherfucker, I want that too. Why is it that you think that you should get it and you can't supply me with it? I mean, come on. How selfish of a motherfucker can you be? I want the same things you want. Shit. It's like... There'll be specific things that I'll be able to do that you won't be able to do. Cool. All right. Whatever. But for the most part, we're talking about like the majority of things. There's there's a couple of, like I said, there's a, a few select things that I should be able to, I should be able to provide and do. And when I, I'm not looking for reciprocation, I'm not looking for, uh, I'm not looking for you, a woman that's going to wake up in the middle of the night. When, when there's a burglar downstairs and, and I'm looking at you, you're looking at me and I'm like, shit, who getting out of bed this time? I'm not, no, that's not what I'm saying. That's not what I'm looking for. That's not what it would be, right? But on the flip side, it's like you cook dinner all the time. I'm going to wake up in the morning and cook you breakfast, right? I'm reciprocating the same things that I want and I require, but I'm giving it to you Maybe not as a whole, meaning I do it as much as you, but I do. I still do it, right? I still do it to some degree. And I think that's something that's overlooked in a lot of relationships where we get caught up on this 50 shit, 50 bullshit, which is that's Jesus Christ. That's a whole nother topic. 50 50. What does that even mean? Things should be 50-50. What does that mean? Like, I do 50%, you do 50%? So, I appreciate you guys checking in for another episode in which... I am going to talk solely on relationships and some of the buffoonery that we've all heard, maybe even said, and we're going to dissect and decipher. It's one of those things where it becomes taboo to say the relationship is 50-50. It's split. Which means that you are recognizing yourselves as a half of a whole. And what universe does that shit make any sense? I don't know. But this one. Where you as one person and your partner as another person. Because we always think about things in percentages and 100% is always going to be the top, right? For the most part. That's where where we top off everything, right? Why is it that we focus on a 50-50, right? You focus on 50% of things, I focus on this other 50%. I don't know. And I don't know who came up with that dumbass analogy because it's, I'm not going to say it's confusing because I'm a thinker and that shit just sounded asinine to me. But for most, it makes sense. 
I don't know why. It's like, let's put things into perspective, right? Everybody eats food. Let's start off with an analogy. Everybody eats food. So you're in a relationship. Unless you're ordering out and are going to restaurants or eating TV dinners. And even then, somebody has to make it. Somebody has to prepare it. If one person is doing something 50% of the time and the other person is not even focused on it, that means that 50% of the time, so it's 30 days in a month, 15 days, food ain't being made or prepared. So my point in even going there is clearly in most relationships, you have people that don't even do it 50%. They do it 100% of the time. It's not a shared responsibility whatsoever, which I'm fine with that because me personally, if I don't cook dinner, let's just say I don't cook dinner 97% of the time at all. There comes a time where obviously you order food or you do all these other extravagant things, whatever the case is, go out to a nice restaurant. But my way of thinking is, is if I don't cook dinner, because that's not my strong point, right? I know my way around the kitchen, turn the stove on, turn the oven on. Yeah, I know these things, but seasoning and spices and all that other stuff. I just haven't spent the time because I just don't have the interest in doing so. I don't. But I'm self-aware enough to the point to explain that. So you can understand my plight and you can either go with it or not. It is what it is. But my way of thinking is, is if I don't cook dinner, what I can do. Since she makes it 100 percent of the time, what I can do is focus on my strength, which is breakfast. I can make breakfast all the time. I can butter up a bagel and put some cream cheese on it. And cook up some some bacon and some sausages. I can make waffles. I can make pancakes. I can make French toast. I can make eggs. I can make uh, jelly uh, jelly toast. I can make some hot chocolate. I can make coffee. So I know how to prepare. I can get the juice. I can prepare a breakfast. I can peel oranges. I can shave an apple and cut it into slices. So my point in saying that is is. With this 50-50 buffoonery, it's fucking crazy. We have put it in our minds that that's not my job. So I don't have to do it. Therefore, I don't need to focus on doing anything to to help out. When I know that we all have to eat, I'm just not even going to focus on eating. So you know that you need to cook dinner. You need to make me a lunch every so often. You need to make breakfast. Whereas I can do my part. I might not make breakfast every single day, but I can do it if you need me to do it. You ask me to do it or I just choose to do it. Period. Some people don't eat breakfast at all. I am. I'm 50 50. I eat breakfast throughout the day. But do I eat breakfast when it's breakfast time? Is the question. Most times not. I'm cool with eating a bowl of cereal. Which, that's okay with me. You can make me a peanut butter and jelly sandwich. That's great for me. Uh, you can cut me up some oranges. That's fine with me. I'm cool with that. It's like, 
men and again women have put in their head that let me stick to the jobs and i know men that have done the same thing i have a friend that thinks that most of the girls that he dates are fucking personal maids and they should clean up behind them which is fucking crazy because that means that you're just dirty as fuck I clean up behind myself. If I leave something out, I would appreciate if you pick it up. If you don't, I'm not going to bite your head off, but I'm not expecting you to go behind me when I drop crumbs and to be sweeping it up. I, I, I like to clean, keep a, a, a clean environment. So I clean up behind myself. I sweep, I mop, I wash my clothes, I dry my clothes, I fold my clothes, I put them away. In his mind, no if i'm dating somebody she should be doing it why i don't fucking know i i'm still the verdict is still out on this one i don't know why he's come up with that but that's the way he thinks and it's the same thing with some women they think that men are supposed to be doing certain things like look for instance you eat and throw food away in the trash you sweep, you throw that in the trash. When you see that the trash is full, why don't you fucking take out the trash? If I'm gone or I'm working 16 hour days and I'm coming home, hopping in the shower, maybe eating, maybe not, and then going to sleep and then going back to work, there's going to be a day where I'm going to miss taking out the trash. I've seen women where they have men in their lives that they deal with that work similar to me in which they might be gone for a day or two. And the trash is busting out the brim because they're waiting on him to get home and for him to take the trash out because it's his responsibility. I don't know any men that think that their women should be cooking dinner and when they disappear for a day or they're working or whatever the case is, that they're sitting there and they're waiting for dinner to be made. They eat whatever they're going to eat for that night. But I know plenty of women that will sit there and wait for their husbands, for their boyfriends, for whomever they like to label it as to get home and to take that trash out because that is not their job. I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to do it. Nope. Mm-mm. Of all things, I'm not going to do that. It's like, who the fuck raised you? If I wasn't here, who would take out the trash? Oh, I do it. Then why don't you do it when I'm here and when I'm working? You can't make this shit up. So my theory is or what I like to relate to is fuck 50-50. I want 100-100. You put in 100% effort, I put in 100% effort. I put in 100% effort to keep the house clean, to clean up behind myself. I want you to do the same thing. You eat food, you eat in your bed. I don't even like eating in my bed, first of all, because it's just crumbs and the crumbs get, if you got carpet, get in your carpet. And it's just, it's a bad, it's just a bad habit. I prefer not to eat in my bed. I'll sit and eat on the couch. even And that's a bad habit too. 
but I will do that opposed to eating in my bed. I will not eat in my bed. I don't like it and I don't accept it. But point being is, is you put in 100% effort to clean up behind yourself. I'll put in 100% effort to clean it up behind myself. We have a clean house. So there's no bickering about who does what. If I turn, if I swept the floor last night and then I wake up in the morning and I see you just tidying it up, sweeping in the morning or sweeping tomorrow afternoon, that lets me know that our floor is pretty freaking clean. I feel pretty comfortable with that. You know, you might drop something on the floor. Some people feel a little weird about it. You might just blow it off and eat whatever it is that you drop. You might drop a chip or some shit. I don't know. But you feel pretty confident that, yeah, we we do keep a clean house. We sweep every day. We we mop every two or three days, you know, at least twice a week. We're, we're, We're clean people. Great. You know that you've been in people's houses that you won't even take your sneakers off because their floor is disgusting. I mean, filthy. You go in the kitchen. It's shit from last week that's stuck on the countertop. Just nasty. The the washcloth looks stiff as hell. Looks brittle. And you're just like, who raised your motherfucking ass to be like this? And this is what I say, like, most men, especially African-Americans, have been raised by women. So, hint, hint, wink, wink, you know, reflection, self-awareness. A lot of women aren't that fucking clean. They're really not. Like, at all. My mom had us on a schedule she wasn't playing that shit so all three of her sons we all know how to clean i mean one of us not gonna say who mm, that motherfucker's dirty he lives like a man for real pretty dirty pretty filthy just a lot of clutter and shit straighten up and shit be right back dirty straighten up shit's dirty straighten up shit's dirty i mean at least he will straighten up i'll give him that but as far as two of us, two out of the three, pretty clean, pretty tidy. Everything's in a place. Everything has a place. Um, I know and I've and I've been with some women where they're pretty clean. They're over the top. The lotions are in order based on color, just pillows set up a certain type of way as soon as they get out of bed in the morning the bed's made the bed's always made that's how we were raised we have to make our bed right after we got out of bed um but hell you find out a lot about people so what i suggest is lead by example and set the tone get rid of 50 50 because 50 who the fuck wants a 50 on a test? Nobody wants a 50. I mean, really? 50? 50? Yeah, 50, man. If you get 50% of what's in your soda can or 50% of a chip back, which is what we get anyways. <laughs> and that shit pisses me off. It's all air in the back. 50% of your tires filled up. I mean, come on. You wouldn't settle for 50 of anything. 
but we settle for 50-50 in a relationship where we should be expecting 100-100. We always talk about keep it 100. We don't say keep it 50-50. What the? F- I just don't understand the logic behind that. So, you know, I say all that to say this. Expect more, but in the same sentence, do more. Lead by example. Don't have these high expectations in a sense where you're asking for things that you can't do, provide or have no type of willpower, lazy as fuck. All these other intangibles that require you not to ask for anything because you don't deserve. Yeah, you don't deserve. Everybody feels that they deserve or they're entitled to. Oh, I've done this, so I should get no, you don't deserve and you should not expect. It's like I I grew up Muslim. Everybody that knows me for the most part, that knows me on a personal level, you know, I'm Muslim. We never celebrated Christmas at all. I don't expect you to buy me anything at all. I don't feel that I deserve anything. I don't expect it. I appreciate it if you get me something, but I absolutely do not expect you to get me anything whatsoever. And I say that to say this. It's like being in a relationship and let's just say you've been dating for two years and you've been busting your ass and you've been working really hard and You, without talking to your partner, which, again, you're dating, so at that point, you shouldn't have to. Or let's just switch it up. Let's just say you're married. And you've been busting your ass. And you come home without having a discussion with your wife or your husband. You come home and you have a brand new vehicle. And your partner... Looking at you like Why didn't you get me one It's like Your car is operational Your car isn't old My car was older than yours Why do you think That you deserve a vehicle I've been busting my ass Because I knew I wanted to get a new vehicle I knew that this car was old And hence the reason why I bought a new car Because I had to I might use it for my job. So many different intangibles. But you expect to get the same thing I get? So I buy myself a new truck. You have to get a new truck or a new car or a new vehicle? Like the expectations of some of you people is ridiculous. Quite frankly, this is why majority... Hell, majority of the men and women, you're single as fuck. Longest relationship. No, you know, like two years, you know. You know how I go. No, the fuck I don't. Because the one thing I will say is, is that do you date for a purpose? Which is going to be my next topic. Do you date for a purpose or not? What is the purpose of you being with the person that you're with. If you don't see this person as potential, 
you're just fucking at this point and playing house. You are getting practice. You're getting practice. So I'm going to leave on this note. Fuck 50-50. Focus on 100-100. You're doing the best that you can do and then trying to do and then some. And that goes both ways. You see that your partner is striving to be their best. Do the same. Follow their lead. And I'm going to say this. I know some men aren't going to like it, but oh, well, it's okay for a woman to lead. Shit. It's okay. Women possess leadership, leadership abilities just like men do. And some of them are way better leaders than fucking men. There's nothing wrong with that at all. And if you have a woman like that, follow her fucking lead. It's nothing wrong with that. She might be more alpha than you. You might be an alpha, but she might be more alpha than you. You might be a beta male and she's an alpha woman. So what? Follow her lead. There's nothing wrong with that. That goes back into you being comfortable with yourself. Not a jackass. Oh, oh, I'm supposed to leave my household. If your woman is who she is, I'm sure she'll be able to find a way to let you make you feel like a man in the same sentence. But you don't have to lead every aspect of life if you're not capable of doing so. Look, I'm getting I'm dropping gems because I'm gonna have to talk on all these topics. But until next time, get at your boy, stay locked in and stay focused. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. I appreciate you checking back in with your boy. On today's segment, we're going to be talking about reality and falsehoods. When I speak about reality, I'm really speaking on the inconsistencies and what you perceive to be real and what is actually real. So we're gonna go into we're gonna go into deep details in a nice depth. First and foremost, reality. What is reality? Reality is something I like to consider to be hmm facts. What it is. There's no opinion based on this. That's just the reality of it. And then you have what it appears to be, which is all opinionated. It looks like this, so it must be that. And we have so many people who have utilized this great tool that has been created for all of us called the internet. And we have so many people that have used, abused, and misused the internet for nefarious reasons. We have so many people that aspire to be bloggers, vloggers, things of that nature. We have Instagram models. We have 
all these different things the fact that i said instagram models let you know that the staple has been the seed has been sowed i mean you model on instagram are you a fucking model because you post pictures on instagram no you're not but this is this is that thing that i said we were going to touch base on reality versus what it actually is like you work at kroger's You work at Kroger's. You're a cashier. There's nothing wrong with that. But you're not a fucking model. Do you get paid for your pictures? Do people pay you for your pictures? Do you have photographers that seek you? Or are you seeking photographers? If you've never been paid on a job, then you were never a model. Just because you have professional looking pictures on Instagram does not make you a model period but this is where we are you have people that get on facebook all day long they talk about how great shit is see i'm the type maybe this is me being cynical but i'm the type that doesn't post anything on facebook so great not great terrible it ain't me stunting front i just choose not to share my life on facebook I sh- i'll share certain things and i and it's always with a grain of salt it's always a point that i'm making but the thing about it is is you can't say that i'm lying you can't say that i'm fluffing things up You can't say any of those things for the simple fact that I don't post on it at all. It's not it's not the greatest resource for me to do so. So therefore, I don't post because I choose not to. Should I I post? Oh, man, I just want a million dollars. And then when I'm going through some shit, oh, man, I got a cocaine habit. No, nobody posts that. You make it, it's all fluff. It's all these great things that's going on. Life is so good. Life is so grand. And this is the thing that really irritates me about social media. We have gotten to a point where everybody is stunting fronting. Everybody's front. Oh, oh, me and Bay just left from... Barbados, me and Bay, uh, we are we about to go to the beach. We're in Santa Monica. Uh, me and Bay at the restaurant. Little do the people at home know, you and Bay were just fucking arguing about dishes in the sink. You and Bay just got into it because you didn't come home last night. You and Bay just got into it because. You got into her Instagram account and seen that she was thotting. You and Bay have been arguing for a week because you just found out she had a fans only account. You and Bay ain't what anybody should aspire to be. But yet, if you look online, it appears like everything is great and fantastic and it's all good. We're doing great. 
Me and Bay, we're doing fantastic. Me and Bay. Me and Bay. And it's to a point where it's just sickening. Because it's like, how egotistical can you be to make things look one way when you know that it's another way? I don't understand it. At all. I have somebody I personally know. I'm not going to call this person out. I'm not going to say if it's a friend or family, but this person is fake. It's two people. We're going to talk about the one. This person is fake as fuck. I mean, fake, faker than fake. Posting crab legs and shit online. Oh, I'm eating so good. Going to restaurants, doing all these intangibles, but constantly collecting unemployment checks, constantly scamming and scheming the system, constantly going to jail, constantly, constantly fucking up, just constantly. And it's like, if you look at their Instagram, If you look at their Facebook, you would think that life is going so well for these people. Things are great. No trials, no tribulations, no, no, no. You have some that will post too much information. Well, you you just, you know that this person's been on a period for eight days. You're like, whoa. Too much info. Too much info, lady. Uh, it's it's been it's been it's been heavier it's been heavier than usual like whoa 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 I appreciate your need for inclusion but I did not want to be included in that conversation thank you very much where it's to a point to where the reality of some of these people is so bizarre. And even for those where, in a sense, let's just say you have two, 300,000 followers on Instagram. Now you believe that you are somebody that people should know, people should worship in a sense, people should lay out the rose petals, as they said in coming to America, can I watch the royal the royal penis? Like, no one's doing that for you. Like, what do you do? You make fucking videos and you make fun of people and shit. Congrats. You're funny. But that's not getting you any type of revenue, no type of income whatsoever. You still work at T-Mobile. You're aspiring. That's that's great. But it's like anything else in life. You get further when you're humble. When you don't have a slice of humble pie, you come off as a dick that nobody wants to be around. Nobody wants to do anything for. And it's like, huh? Is this what you were looking, aspiring to be? Was this Is this what it is for you? Being somebody is being the way that you are. Huh. 
You have some people, they can't wait for these stimulus checks to come in. It's going to be the same people. The week that these stimulus checks come in, a.k.a. because, you know, black people always got to put a spin on something. I heard my homeboy said I was dying. He said, man, I'm waiting on that stimmy. When that stimmy comes through, I'm like, the fuck is a stimmy? You know what I'm saying? Stimulus check. When the stimmy comes through, I'm like, oh, my God. (laughs) Not the fucking stimmy. You have people, when they get the stimmy, you know what they're going to do? First, they're going to go to the bank. And they're going to get all that cash out. They're not even going to put it in the bank account. You know why they're not going to put it in the bank account? It's not due to lack of saving or due to them not having a debit or debit card. Nothing like that. No, 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 no. They got to get this cash because $1,400 at once might be the most cash that they've ever had. I know people that have never had 5000 in an account at one time. Which is insane to me. It's like, wow, you don't save money at all. If you can't save five thousand, <sighs> I was able to do that in my early twenties at eleven dollars an hour. So it's possible. Yes, I was living on the bare minimum. I was not buying name brand cereals. I was drinking Tampico, cutting it with a hundred percent water because that shit is beyond sweet. I was eating dollar pizzas i never ate ramen noodles so i can't say i did that but i was to this day i don't care how much money i have i'll eat a peanut butter and jelly sandwich i'm not i'm never too good for a peanut butter and jelly sandwich i'm never too good for cold cuts uh turkey sandwich and some chips love that shit i grew up on that and i'm okay with it i can be worth 20 billion dollars i'm gonna eat peanut butter and jelly sandwiches i promise you i'm gonna eat cold cuts But I was able to save $5,000. And you can't do it. Making $16, $17, $18 an hour. For some people, that might not be shit. I understand. But for, for most, that is, that's the going rate. If they can get that, they're okay with it. They can live the life that they want to live. But in the same sentence, don't save any money. They never save any money. Which is going to be a whole nother topic. But point being is, is that we have gotten to a point to where we have allowed people that we know. And I'm speaking to everybody, including myself. You might know somebody that is on Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, whatever. And these people in real life are pieces of shit not happy with life complaining about everything don't like nothing and sometimes you can see it when they do their spills whether it's a podcast or they do videos whatever you can get a sense even though they might try to come off as high and mighty but we know these people and we never call them out and most people won't talk about them publicly because it's going to look like you're trying to get clout And sometimes it is the case. Uh, Most times that's 
the case. And then you have some people that are just telling you, like, nah, this person's a piece of shit. When everybody in Donald Trump's family came out before this election, they were telling you, like, I don't think that had to do anything with clout. I mean, one, I think that they respect their family name enough to be like, look, we got to fucking stop this guy. He is destroying us. He's making it to where nobody's going to want to be a Trump. It's like it's, it's like being a Hitler down that tree. Like, do you really want to be in that bloodline? Like, you'd have to change your name. Like, first of all, the name Adolf is just there might not be an Adolf ever born ever again for like the next hundred years. Easy. And I'm saying like at this point, another hundred years, that name is so toxic. But to be a Hitler, yeesh. So Trump's family just came out with shitting on his niece, this person, that person, this person. I don't think I had anything to do with cloud, even though some of them were writing books. Yeah, some of them were trying to profit off of it. I get it. I understand it. But we got to come out and start speaking on some of this shit. This chick is an Instagram model, but her room is disgusting. She got dirty ass panties all over the floor. Just bathrooms, just disgusting, just soot all in the tub. You when you can't even take a bath. You, you, you get in the shower, you got to wear flip flops because you don't want your feet to get fungus in them. You know, like nobody calls her out. This chick is just nasty. Lives nasty. Washes clothes. And the clothes might be in the washer for two, three days. Smelling like mildew. Fucking has a laundry basket full of clothes that should have been folded up three weeks ago. I mean. And it's not like, yeah, you should just be out any and everybody. But I mean, fuck. We got all these people that are fronting, stunting so hard. It's like, it's people that's close to them that should be out in these people. Like, they don't live the way that they, they're telling you they are. And it sucks because we have so many people aspiring to live like this and to be like that, not knowing that these uh, these people that are showing you that and displaying that, their lives are horrible. Not happy at all. Don't have any friends at all. Family fractured. They don't deal with their family at all. And you can say, yeah, they don't deal with their family by choice. Like some people would say, I always say majority of the times if I deal with somebody and they tell me that they don't deal with their family at all. And then I start asking questions. You don't deal with anybody in your family. No. Okay. I got to look at you because I can see you cutting off a few people in your family. I cannot see you cutting off everybody in your family. That is crazy to me. Um, so I guess what we're getting at is what are we going to do about this, right? What are we going to do? We know that it happens. <coughs> Excuse me. We know that it's going to continue to happen. What can we do? My suggestion is, is, you know, it's like anything else. You start off in levels in sequence. Sometimes you tell people, hey, you know, it might be better to do this or try that. You know, give, you know, friendly criticism in a sense. Not constructive, but friendly criticism. 
sometimes when you deconstruct somebody and they just take it as criticism through and through. So when somebody's asking you about something in particular, give them. That's your opportunity to criticize, but to be a friend about it. Oh, what did you think about uh, the, the pictures that I posted? They were cute. But I noticed you had a lot of clothes in the background. You know, it might be nice if, you know, probably if you probably are, the picture might have looked a little better if there weren't clothes in the background. That's a hint, hint, wink, wink. You need to fucking clean your room. Right? We got to do better, people. As a society, we got to do better. Because this shit is so depressing. It's like when you want somebody to win so bad and they're doing everything in their power to just lose. Just lose. Left and right, just losing. What's what's the guy's name? Um, Something Gordon. I played for Cleveland all these years and then he went to New England. Can't think of his name. But this guy's just talented, but just a fucking loser. As much as you enjoy smoking weed, you can't take off for like eight months out of the year and just smoke your brains out for four months, maybe two months. I don't know. There's no happy medium. So you're willing to lose out on millions of dollars because you can't stop smoking a $10 gram of weed. I don't understand it. And it's the people around him that are just enabling him and telling him, hey, well, you know, you can do you, you smoke a little bit of weed, though. I mean, you don't have to completely stop. Yes, the fuck you do. Fucking stop. You can't smoke at all. You've been caught smoking too many times. They're on your ass. Every time you go to the the Bahamas, they're on you. You go to Jamaica, they're on you. Oh, you're in Europe. We know you went to Amsterdam. Go ahead, pee in this cup. As soon as you get back in the country, pee in this cup. We know you smoke. They're on you. So just stop. You can't get caught stealing 28 times and then expect for people not to look out for you. So... In part, some of the responsibility lies on friends and family and the people that are around this person. Sometimes we got to keep it real and it might be distasteful or it might make you uncomfortable, but you got to do it. You got to do it. Okay. Just do it. It's going to suck. They might be mad at you. They might think you're being a hater, but you know, If your heart is pure and your intentions are well, they'll listen. Most people will. That are reasonable. Those that are not, you know, shit. It's like, it's reasonable for you to post half naked ass pictures on Instagram and Snapchat and fans only or only fans or whatever the fuck it's called. (coughs) Excuse me. But if you're talking to a guy for a month or two months and you guys are having some spicy conversations and he says, yeah, you know, why don't you send me like one of those, send me a sexy picture. I don't do that. 
I just don't do that. I'm still getting to know you. It's like, bitch, I just went to your Instagram. You was busting it open. Your nipples are shooting through your shirt. I don't think I'm, I'm not asking to see a nude picture. I'm just asking to see one where you look a little sexy. You can have clothes on, obviously. I'm not asking for nothing that's X-rated. I just want to see something that I can put in my phone and I can look at. You don't even want to send a nigga a headshot. Shit. But you'll post half-naked pictures on Instagram. So this is what I'm talking about. You know, some people are just illogical to begin with. But my point in saying all of that is, is that you got to find a happy medium with these people and deal it to them straight. Most times they'll listen. Most times they will. That's what I've noticed. They will listen. But you just, we got to talk. Lines of communication, leave them open. Just like this one. This is a line of communication because I want to hear your feedback. I want to know what you think. I want to know how you feel because I'm sure most people that are going to hear this, they know somebody in their life that posts all types of shit. Oh, me and Bay eating dinner tonight and you were just there with them and they were arguing and shit. Fucking destroying the house, throwing shit at each other, you know, things of that nature. And you're like, oh, me and Bay, what the fuck? I just was over there and they were arguing like cats and dogs. But all right, I mean, that's what they do. Maybe. I don't know. So until next time, I appreciate you checking me out. Give me some topics that I can talk on and I will punch in. Clocked in and I'm clocking out. Ladies and gentlemen, peace and greetings. I appreciate you checking back in with your boy today's topic is going to be on finance finance and relationships and this one's going to be a little bit of a touchy topic because finance is i haven't looked at the 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 stat sheets the the stats and facts (coughs) in quite a while excuse me but i know that finance is one of the things that a lot of couples end up breaking up over. That is something that we all pay attention to, but one party's paying attention to it a little bit more than the other, or neither party is financially uh, responsible. So many different intangibles. What I learned, and the thing about it is, I had this conversation with my mother before she passed. Um, I knew as a single parent that my mother was financially responsible. And when I say financially responsible, I mean that she was able to take care of all the finances in the house, the pay the mortgage, pay for the electricity, the water, have a vehicle which she's making payments on, pay for the gasoline that goes into the vehicle, pay for insurance, buy the food, the groceries, by the clothes, by our shoes, our sneakers. Not only did she do all those different intangible things, but she made it to where every winter, every summer, 
we went out of the state. We would go back east to New Jersey to go stay at my auntie's house. And we used to travel. So we traveled more than anybody that I know. Personally. Every winter, every summer, we were gone. Everybody in our neighborhood knew that we were the ones that were going to be gone. And kids would be excited to ask, where did you go? Oh, we were in Chicago. Where did you go this time? South Carolina. Where did you go? We are in Tennessee. Where did you go? California. We're all over the place. We went camping. We did this. We did that. Now, my mother was able to... Because at the time, my sisters are about 10 years older than me, both of them. So I was really raised with my brothers, my oldest, my oldest brother and my youngest brother. So on a, I don't, I never asked exactly how much she made, but if I was to take a guess as a teacher, I'd say she was making 50 to 60,000 maximum, max, right? Could have been less. I'm not sure. But for a single parent to be able to do all these different things, take care of all these bills and to stash away money to go on vacation and to stash away money to do some of the things that she wanted to do. I grew up watching that because one thing that I knew was for sure and for certain was that saving was essential. I'm going to say it again. Saving was essential. She made it to where we had to do chores. At one point in time, she was um, giving us allowance uh, for chores. So, for instance, I would wash dishes for a week. My oldest brother would dry dishes for the week. My youngest brother would be off a week. And then it'll switch. I'd be drying dishes, my youngest brother be washing dishes, and then uh, my oldest brother be off for a week. So we were all, we all got our off time, but when we were off, you still had to do something. So your off week from dishes would be what? Cleaning the bathroom. So the bathroom had to be cleaned at least once a week. This is, these were our responsibilities and they had to be done in order for us to get allowance. If they were not done, you would not get allowance, period. And at the time, allowance was $5. I remember Game Boy had just came out at $5 a week. It was going to take me next to forever to earn the money to get a Game Boy. Guess what? I don't remember because I'd have to do the math. I don't remember how, how much the Game Boy cost, but I remember it took me a few months to save up. To buy a game board could have been like six months all i know is that i was getting my little five dollars and stashing it away the ice cream truck will come oh my god tough as tough as it was i learned at a very early age if you want certain things you gotta be disciplined period if you're not disciplined you're not going to be able to afford the things that you really want down the road so I learned this at a very, very, very early age. As I've gotten older, one of the things that was instilled in me was to travel, to see the world, not stay in my bubble, in my comfort zone, wherever I'm from or wherever I live. 
And I've got this knack in the last six, seven years to just leave the country and just go somewhere. Costa Rica, Thailand, uh, the Bahamas, Barbados, Canada, Mexico, somewhere. And coming back to work, it was always the question. And I used to hear this all the time. And and, and now I understand this as an adult because I get everybody has a family. Everybody has this. Everybody has that. Here's the thing. If you're not disciplined enough to save your money, meaning you like beer, you like wine, you like liquor, you like going out to the club, you like going to restaurants, you like all these different things, but you're trying to save money to do something in particular, whether it's go out of the country, whether it's to buy a laptop, whatever. Sometimes you're going to have to sacrifice the things that you enjoy on a day to day lifestyle in order to allot yourself the things that you want down the road so i i recall when i was working at intel i had a co-worker and um i was letting them know like look on this week and this week i'm going to be out of the country so yeah i've already called i got the time off i'll i'll be gone i'll be back on this day and one of my coworkers, it was just interesting just listening to him ask some of the questions that he asked. But he'd say, how are you able to go out of the country? How are you able to afford that? We're making the same amount of money. How are you able to do that? And I used to kind of look at him a little confused, like I save my money. I budget. I'm not balling out of control but I do save my money. So for instance, if you're doing certain things that are top dollar that you know that you can cut costs on, why not try to cut costs? Instead of buying a cinnamon toast crunch, the what they would call the real cereal, then why don't you buy a, a cinnamon twisted crunch? The off brand. Buy uh you you like Captain Crunch? Buy Lieutenant Crunch for a couple of months and see how much money you can save on that. We're talking about a dollar or two dollars every single time. And one dollar, two dollars, that adds up. That adds up. Do you have cable? Are you paying for uh premium packages, HBO, all these different things? All that adds up at the end of the year. If you're paying $12 a month for any subscription, no matter what it is, at the end of the month, what did you spend? Right? What did you spend at $12 a month? So what's that like roughly about you know, $144 to be exact? That might not seem like a lot right now, but you could use that $144 to what? Purchase... Uh, that could be for your, your baggage, or that can be spending money where you go on a vacation. It, it can go towards a lot of different things, whether you do it for a year or whatever the case may be. So when it comes to finance in a relationship, this is one of the tough ones because everybody has a point of view on how they want to do what they want to do. But 
if you are in a relationship, guess what? That's a time to collaborate. You speak with your partner and you guys get on the same accord. So nobody feels like they're doing more or somebody else is doing less. If you guys are equal and you guys are equally doing the same thing, then everything should work out. Whether you have one person that spends a brunt of their checks or the money that they're making on the things that you need day to day, food, the water, the electricity, the mortgage, that person that's spending all that money on those different things shouldn't have to come out of pocket for when the AC goes out, the radiator goes out in your car, you got to get your tire fixed, your TV just blew out, even though I'm a little indifferent on TV, I don't watch too much television nowadays, but for the things that you need that are extra, the person that's not spending a brunt of their money on the day-to-day things should be putting that money into a savings account. So when you need certain things, you have the money and it's there for that purpose. Um, I know because I have plenty of women friends, so I kind of pick their brains on this. If you get with somebody, it's like anything else, right? Before you were with that person, did you have your own place? Whether it be an apartment, you had a house, you had a mortgage, whatever, you're paying rent, whatever the case is. So you were able to afford that. So let's just say your rent was $1,200 a month. Now you move in with somebody. So you're not spending the same $1,200 a month that you were spending. So where should that money be going? A, if you're not paying any bills, that should be going into a savings account, like immediately. That's not that's not what I would call extra spending money. You don't have to spend it on bills. So you choose to spend it on clothes and shoes and eating good and doing all these other things. What you should be doing is saving it, thinking about retirement, putting it into a 401k, looking at stocks, looking at CDs, looking at so many different things that you can invest in purchasing land. There's so many different things that you can invest that money in opposed to Let's go out and let's get a VIP table and spend twelve hundred dollars on on a sat on a random Saturday. Nobody's birthday. No events going on. You're just doing it for the fuck of it. This is where a lot of relationships get into trouble because you have people that put it in their minds. The money I make is the money I make. That's my money. So the money that your partner is spending on the both of you is for both of you. But the money that you make is for yourself and what you want to do with it. A lot of people haven't found the happy medium on that because it's like anything else. You want to be old fashioned, but you want to be modern. And by that, I mean, you feel that the man is supposed to take care of the household. Right. Like most men, most men feel that way, but they should be doing that. Right. Nothing wrong with that. I agree to disagree to a certain degree. I agree with certain aspects of that. Yeah, absolutely. Take care of the house, do these things. But in the same sentence, you should be trying to figure out a way to alleviate some of the stress that he's going through to go ahead and make life that much more comfortable, so to speak. So you're not spending money on rent, which is going to be a brunt of what you spend money on. 
rent and food is what we are we're going to spend at, a, a third of our check is going to go towards food no matter what then you got to spend it on the rent i mean rent obviously is going to go first but you're going to spend it on the rent cars if your car is not paid off you're paying a monthly then you got to pay for insurance pay for all these different things so you as the partner whether it's the man in the relationship or the woman in the relationship should be sitting money aside so you guys can go ahead and invest together to build your empire if you're dating somebody and they're working overtime and doing all these different things in order for you both to become homeowners why is it that he's working overtime and putting money to the side or she is making money or putting money to the side and your partner's not even considering that like hmm, maybe i maybe i can put money to the side so i can pay for the homeowner's insurance monthly or the hoa fees monthly or to cut the grass or whatever it is that you know that you're going to need why is it that you're not thinking about future a lot of relationships are they are just set up for failure because these conversations are not had expectations are not stated and when you don't state your expectations of your partner people start making assumptions and assumptions make what uh, ass out of everyone because you're assuming that things are x y and z and your partner didn't state what they wanted you to do but they expect you to do certain things. So both of you guys are making assumptions and you're not on the same accord, which will cause a fracture no matter how you spend it. You're paying for rent. You're paying for all these different things. You got children together now at this point and you're spending money on the kids and you're trying to figure out what is my partner doing? I'm working 90 hours a week you're barely working because you choose to that's a problem you're not putting in the same amount of effort as i am and in my previous podcast in which i spoke on a hundred and a hundred you got to put in a hundred percent if i'm putting in a hundred percent of my effort to take care of everything you should try to put in the equal amount of time, 100% of your time to try to take care of everything. If I slip and fall, we're going to be doomed because you're not putting in 100% of your effort into making sure we're successful. That's a problem. Most men aren't expecting women to take care of them, even though this next generation, we have some sad ass men that are quick to move in with the female. I learned that lesson early in life. I never want to be dependent on somebody, but I'll give a personal, I'll give, I'll give my personal story. I'm in a state where I don't have any family and I fell on hard times. My, I was going to college and working at the same time. And just like that, my dad was like, nigga, you got to go. We get into it and it's like, hey, you got to go. You can't stay here. I wasn't prepared for that because I'm thinking, well, I'm in school. I'm making a little bit of money because I can't work full time. I'm going to school. I'm playing football. 
I can't work full time and make money the way that most people can. So my money was funny to begin with. So now I have to move in with the female in order to support me and have a roof over my head. That was a humbling experience because I would never, ever, 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 ever put myself in that position ever again. Because you're always going to have, and just depends who you're dealing with, but you're always going to have somebody that's going to dictate to you how things are going to be because they pay the rent. I know a lot of men, they get that their mindset on that. Well, you know, I pay all the bills, so I don't have to clean up behind myself. You should be my man. You should be cleaning up behind me. I should have dinner made because I bought the food. It's like, all right, I appreciate you doing that. But shit, you can't be a fucking pig, right? Wrong. Because their mind is already set that I do all these things. So at bare minimum, there goes that assumption. At bare minimum, this is what you should be doing. Even though that wasn't clarified initially. And even if it was, that's no way to live. Where you just want somebody to slave over you hand over foot and just doing for you because financially you're stable and they're not. And they're trying to figure out and catch their footing and they're in a bad situation. I don't think anybody should go through life and where in a sense where they cannot take care of themselves if their partner breaks their leg and they can't work. They do construction work, they break their leg. What are you going to do? You're going to lose everything. And then you're moving back in with your parents or you're doing whatever you got to do. But you're not prepared as an adult. And this is where uh, financial stability comes in. When you're responsible and you're thinking long term instead of short term. You're living for uh, you're living for next month, next year, as opposed to next week when you get your check. I've worked many jobs and like I said, I was able to save up four or five thousand dollars in a six month span on eleven dollars an hour. I'd walk a lot of places, I'd catch the bus, hated that shit, but I did it. And I was able to save up and purchase a vehicle. Are you willing to sacrifice? Financial stability has a lot to do with what are you willing to sacrifice? Are you willing to sacrifice not having cable? Are you willing to sacrifice not buying name brand foods? Are you willing to sacrifice not buying new clothes and sneakers every time you turn around? New Jordans. Are you willing to sacrifice? If you're not willing to sacrifice your success and the things that you really want, your friends are going to Cancun next month. Do you have the money to go to Cancun? No, you don't. Your friends are going to Vegas. Do you have the money to go to Vegas? No, you don't. And you have some people where they're going to make it to where they have enough money to pay for the trip to go to Vegas. But now you're in Vegas. You're in the club and you guys it's six of you and you guys decide to split on the VIP table. They have no money to put towards the VIP table. They had just enough money to get out there to go to Vegas. And you feel bad because you want them to come in. So what do you do? 
you pay for that table, right? You pay for it. You guys go to a restaurant. This person has limited resources as far as funding is concerned. You pay for that. So essentially, you have a kid with you that you have to take care of that's grown as shit. Is that fair? Is that right? And that's not even a relationship in which you're dating. That's just a friendship. But you have to take care of your friends because you feel obligated to because they're with you. Which is if you have it and that's you're you're a true friend. Yeah, you're going to do that. But if 100 percent of the time they come out, I I got a partner, not going to say his name, but he has friends in which every time they go out, he knows that he's going to be paying for somebody to get in the club. Why are you going to the club if you don't have the money to go to the club? But you have on some of the freshest clothes. I, you got fresher clothes than me and I work every day. You work every day and you work to pay for clothes. I work every day and I work to pay for bills. There's a difference. There is a difference. And people get tired of that. So I want to hear from the people. What do they think or how do they feel when it comes to finance and relationships? Who should be doing what? Or how do you split up the bills amongst your partner? Because I'm curious because I've heard a lot of different takes on this on expectations and some people's expectations they just they just don't add up they don't make any sense if you're paying bills and you're able to do all this stuff on your own and you get with a partner and you just decide i don't feel that i should have to pay for bills because we're dating and i'm giving him sex that's not going to cut it it's not going to cut it for most men some men are going to accept it because again all men aren't alphas, like I said before, so they're not going to vocalize what they want. They they know that what they don't like or what they don't want, but they're not going to tell you because they just rather just do what they need to do and not have an argument about something that they feel should be done, but isn't being done. Requirements aren't being met. They won't vocalize it. They won't tell you, but they'll get to a point to where now they're fed up. They're making little references, but they won't come out and just straight up tell you, hey, I need you to pay this. We go out to eat. Can you go ahead and take care of this app? And sometimes you got to sometimes you got to test people. You got to test them. You go out, you go out on a date. Let's just say that you're not even in a relationship. You're just meeting somebody. So you're technically not dating. And this person wants to go out on a date with you. Here's my rule of thumb. Especially when it comes to dating. If you inquire about it, I'm I am. Well, I'm not even going to say I'm going to assume because I'm pretty vocal, almost too vocal. But I'm the type that, hey, you say you want to go to the movies. Great. Let's go to the movies. You're paying for it because you want to go to the movies and you want me to come with you. If I say let's go to the movies, I'm going to pay for it because I want you to go to the movies with me. That makes total sense. But when you get it stuck in your head that, oh, we're going out to the movies, we're going on a date, he's going to pay for everything. Wrong. Uh-uh. 
wrong. I'm not going to pay for it. This actually, this is a true story. <laughs> this is a true. This is a true story. So this chick, once again, I'm gonna leave names out of it. This chick asked, she asked me to go to the movies with her. So we get to the movies, and once again, I like to play the background just to fill people out, just to see where they at. And sometimes I'm testing you. Sometimes I'm just like, look, this is just me. So you just got to respect it for what it is. But I didn't vocalize that, hey, you're asking me to go to the movies. So I'm expecting. No, I didn't say that. I wanted to see what she was going to do. So we get to the movies. I get up there to the to the register. And she's like, I'm like, yeah, what time does such and such play? Oh, all right, yeah, this one starts at 1205. Uh, how many tickets are you getting? And I look at the chick. She's not reaching into her purse. She's not. She's looking around at everything else but what's going on. So I'm like, oh, you're not going to pay for these tickets, huh? Hmm, okay. Yeah, let me get a ticket for one. Now I got your attention. Now she's paying attention. Now she's looking like this dude's not gonna buy my ticket. Fuck no, nah, Mm -mm. not I'm not gonna buy your ticket. Sorry, you asked me to come to the movies with you, not vice versa. You should be buying my ticket, not paying for your ticket when you asked me to come out with you. Sorry, and if this is a date and you're asking me out on a date, you should be paying for it. If not, I'm going to take it that we're friends and I'm going to buy my ticket and you're going to buy your ticket. So, again, where do you stand? What's your stance? How do you feel? I'm curious. You get back to me in the comment section. Please let me know when it comes down to finance. Where you at? Especially when it comes to saving. Do you save? Do you take money out of every check and you put it into an account, a savings account that you don't touch? Do you put it into a 401k? What do you do? Get back to me. Hit me up in the comment section. We will be returning and I will be uh, responding to those comments. I appreciate you guys checking in yet again. Give me some topics. I will talk on it where I'm at and where I think people should be at. Holla at your boy till next time outro all right people today i appreciate you guys checking in we are going to be going over a few of the hot button topics that is going around in these crazy united states this week so we're going to start off first with QAnon Shaman, a.k.a. Jacob Chansley. If you don't know who I'm talking about, if you pull it up on Google, just type in man with horns raids the capital and you'll see who I'm talking about. Today, we have a story that is surfaced in which 
you got to be privileged to even come up with this bullshit, right? According to his attorney, Jacob Chansley has lost approximately 20 pounds because he has refused to consume non-organic food. The privileged on this son of a bitch. So apparently he was arrested in the state in which I live, Arizona. And at one point in time in Arizona, he wouldn't eat the food in which the judge in Arizona granted him access to organic food. Nice of that judge. All judges aren't the same. So that same judge issued a transfer for him to go to Washington, D.C. The judge in Washington, D.C. has denied his uh, his uh, his order in regards of him getting organic food. So he has decided to not eat at all. And apparently this guy is talking about, yeah, well, it's due to my religious beliefs. I'm just curious what religion this guy is in. Because clearly whatever it is, whatever religion he's claiming to be a part of, uh, acting orderly and peaceful ain't a part of it. And here's the thing. You can't run out here committing crimes, right? And then you go to jail and then you feel that you have the privilege of getting what you want. Doesn't matter what it is at this point. The only thing you the only thing that that. You, you should know that you're going to get is a shower, housing, and food. And then obviously, a decent treatment, meaning you're not getting your ass beat, you know, things of that nature. Other than that, you're asking for special requests of organic food. Like, I mean, really? You probably should have you probably should have thought that out before you woke up that morning and decided to go into the Capitol and do all the extracurricular things that you did. I mean, this story is just crazy to me. And it's just this sad sob story. Oh, he oh, he lost 20 pounds and oh, jail is just so hard for him because he can't he can't get what he wants. He's requested organic and the judge has denied him. Oh, poor boo-hoo, boo-hoo. I mean, come on, man. The only thing I could think of, unless <clears throat> unless you were Muslim and you never ate pork and they're serving pork 24-7, I can understand that. Other than that, nigh. That's a negative. Sorry. Sorry. Now, in updated news... We have our guy, Kyle Rittenhouse, who, of course, has been in the news more times than not. You would think that after you shot and murdered two people, when you weren't even supposed to have a firearm at 17, you're not 18. You're not even supposed to have any type of rifle or gun. You shot and murdered two people. You would think that since you were able to raise the funds to get off on bond, you would keep your head low and be out of mind, out of sight. Nope, 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 nope. We got the same kid. Mind you, I want to say he's 18 now. This kid is in the bar 
drinking alcohol uh i think everybody knows that in the united states of america you must be 21 to consume alcohol so again you're breaking the law yet again this entitlement bullshit is just through the roof so you're drinking alcohol wearing bullshit ass shirts and pictures with people throwing up white power like you just don't give a fuck because you just feel that you aren't going to be touched people want to protect you because they come are, are cut from the same cloth essentially and you don't you just don't care you don't care about your case you don't care about anything so the judge has issued a warrant for this kid because apparently if he was supposed to if he was going to be moving out of the house that was registered um, after his arrest he had to notify the court well he's violated his bond agreement by apparently moving out of the house without notifying the court and the wisconsin prosecutor is now seeking a warrant for his arrest so yet again you are making the news on some bullshit that could inevitably be avoided. But yet again, you don't give a fuck. Must be nice. Must be nice. Jess, I'm out on bail. Two murders on, two murders on my belt. And uh, I'm just kind of living, living life and hanging free. Now, in other news, in the great state of Arizona, which is on some super bullshit, I see that we are in the month of February and we are still having Senate senators that are focused on this fake proxy in which they are still considering all these fake allegations in regards to the voter machines and the fake ballots as they say that were registered for joe biden so basically what's happening now in the state of arizona the senate has deemed access to the voting machines and the 2.1 million ballots that were cast in the election so in essence the board hasn't complied as of yet so now we got a bunch of punk ass senators led by none only than Senate President Karen Fan, in which they are pressing the board and now they've signed all these bullshit ass documents and now they want to pressure the state of Arizona to release this information. Here's my here's my issue because this isn't the first time that a Republican has lost the popular vote in which Trump lost the popular vote versus Hillary, Bush lost the popular vote versus Al Gore. And in two of those cases, because this is the third time that a Republicans lost the popular, this is the first time that Republicans are pressing so hard about illegal votes and all this other extracurricular. Bush ended up winning none other none other than the state of Florida in which his brother I want to say he was the governor at the time had full control of what was going on with the ballots and there was no 
no instance, no mention of, well, why don't we pull, let's pull these machines and make sure that they were working properly. Let's go ahead and recount all these votes and make sure that what we're seeing is what it is. Not with Hillary, not with Al Gore. In Hillary's case, especially when she was running against Trump, let's be for real about this. There was nobody in America that wanted either one of these candidates at all. I remember it like yesterday. If you were a diehard Republican, I didn't hear people chanting Trump's praises at all. It wasn't until he got elected. Now we're seeing all these people come out the woodworks with how much they support this dumbass. And it's mind boggling to me because you weren't out chanting his praises before he got elected. And he actually, quote unquote, won, even though I don't feel that he did win. I mean, how many times can you lose the popular vote and lose the election? I mean, it's happened twice in the last 10 years. Yeah, 10 years. That's bullshit. No, 10, 15 years. Either way, it's happened two times in the last two decades. And both times the Republicans were able to win. This is the first time that the Democrats won the popular, won the election, and now the Republicans are complaining and crying about everything under the sun. So here we are, February 2021, months after the election, and they are still still pressing forward, pressing their foot on the gas and make history show that these people claim to be patriotic. They are they are not. These people only care about whatever agenda that they have. And let me be the first to say this. Though I am talking big shit about Republicans, I don't give two shits about Democrats either. I care about What's fair is fair, how you've written it and what the law is. And the laws is cons- are constantly changing due to who, what, wins, wheres, and whys. This time, it's the who. You, everybody knows that the, the, the curtains are coming down for Trump. There's going to be a lot of people that are going to get prosecuted. There's already been a lot of people that have been prosecuted, already sent to jail, all types of stuff that I have never seen historically in this country at all. And some of the same people like Lindsey Graham, who is one of the dumbest motherfuckers to ever hold any office, who has jumped shipped, got back on that jumped ship, got back on the ship, jumped ship. Now is back on the ship. Like, I don't know what position he holds. Whatever he says is just bullshit completely. And people will hear him say one thing. It was like before Trump got elected. Oh, he'll, he he's not a representative of the Republicans. And next thing I know, you're dick riding. You're dick riding like, like your life depended on it. Like, I guess I can salute Republicans in a sense that they'll dick ride each other for their party. But it's like, as a person, how could you stand behind somebody like that? I mean... Yama's got Mike Pence killed, like literally. I always like to play devil's advocate. What if Secret Service would have been two minutes late and moving Mike Pence out of that office? And those protesters would have got their hands on him 
and did God knows what. These people built a fucking noose and had a whole stature that was placed and put up in front of the fucking White House in 2021. This happened. Hang Mike Pence. I don't like Mike Pence either. I don't think the man should be hanged. But in the same sentence, what if they would have got their hands on this guy? What would they have done then? It wasn't going to be anything nice. And the same thing goes for Pelosi. Could you imagine if Pelosi would have been in her office? Could you imagine what would have happened to this woman? I mean, they were whooping cops ass. If you don't if you if you are willing to whoop a cops ass, I could only imagine what you would do to a senator or a house or uh, somebody that comes from the house. I can only imagine only imagine. So I say all that to say this. We are stuck in the past in which Republicans are constantly talking about let's get together and let's move forward. The country is fractured. Let's not even prosecute Trump for the bullshit that he caused and created. I don't know how people anybody can argue that Trump didn't rile these people up and send them down there when we all heard the same thing. We can't hear the same thing and get two different things from it. He said he was going down there. He was going to march with his people like he was a fucking general and just went back to the White House and watched them create mayhem and havoc on the fucking Capitol. Like, yeah, yeah, we're going to create this coup. Yeah. Yep. I'm going to be in office. The people are speaking. No, the crazy motherfuckers are speaking. The people with sense, like myself, we didn't go down to the Capitol because we didn't think that we needed to go down there to defend the Capitol because we have, quote unquote, Capitol Police. We have, quote unquote, the National Guard that hmm, seemingly didn't show up. But you were in every other city that Black Lives Matter had protests. You were in every other city that you've seen protesting, quote unquote, riots unveiling but you knew that these people were there to create havoc and subsequently the national guard wasn't called i'm hearing through the back channels that they were told to stand down i am shocked people weren't shot with rubber bullets i'm even more shocked that these people were able to break into the capital some of these people had weapons pipe bombs and one person got shot. I'm a little surprised about that. I'm a little surprised. I could not imagine. Imagine if the Black Panthers had a million man marching, a, a million motherfuckers came to the Capitol. Don't you need to be armed? And they start breaking into shit. I the only thing that I could imagine is that if that same scenario was to happen, there would be bodies on top of bodies. People that would have been shot. I ain't talking about rubber bullets. I'm talking about people would have been getting shot. I'm talking about people would have been gassed. I'm talking about the worst of the worst. And you have people over here crying, talking about, oh, yeah, uh, I, I went in the Capitol. Now, now you're ashamed of the shit because you're saying that you, you're a fucking traitor. You say you're a patriot. 
people stand on this patriotic bullshit. Patriots stand for what's right. Patriots stand, quote unquote, for the law. And you people do not. You broke the law. And as a patriot, you should be accountable and stand on what you did and accept the responsibility and accept what's coming to you. Now, these people, I mean, come on, you guys broke into the fucking Capitol in a time where we're supposed to actually be wearing face masks. And you people decided I'm going to break into the Capitol. I'm going. Hey, this is Andrew Smith. I, I drove all the way from Virginia. You done told everybody your fucking name, what state you're from, and you're not even wearing a mask. So now you're getting tracked down. Now you guys are scared. You guys are fucking disbanding. Nobody showed up. Uh, nobody showed up to protest on election day because now you're scared about what may happen to you. Now you're scared. But you guys had to go all the way and do some real fuck shit in order to even gain any fear in our or any type of uh aware or self-awareness of what may happen to you you losing your job you shaming your family i mean this shit is embarrassing i'm embarrassed for you and i don't know any of you people i'm embarrassed for you because i still consider you one of my countrymen but what you did was wrong i wouldn't want anybody on my side to do what you guys did and you guys did that during a fair election if there was proof i can understand there is zero proof you guys are nothing but conspiracy theorists that are chasing the fucking dragon and i don't understand you and at this point i don't want to understand you period because you guys don't make any sense so with all that being said arizona's on some bullshit um we're gonna see how this story ends up playing out but that just happened today. Now, in updated news, Canada has done something that the United States government has just decided they're going to stand side, stand aside and sit silent on. And I read this article and I was like, wow, it takes the Canadian government to put their right foot forward. And call it what it is. Call a spade a spade. Everybody's known for years, years that the Proud Boys, quote unquote, this is a terrorist organization, period. These guys are terrorists. Intimidation, 100% militant. Always causing a ruckus, whooping people's asses, snatching signs like their leader did, burning signs from churches. I mean, we're going back to the 1950s and 60s where people were burning crosses. They're doing all this shit now. The Canadian government has took it amongst themselves to deem the Proud Boys as a terrorist group, which they are categorically. Period. Why is it that it takes our neighbor to do what's right? I just don't understand what this what this government is waiting on. Proud boys, stand stand back and stand by. 
That's what we're on. That's how we take this. And then when they go out and do some crazy shit, you're like, oh, that wasn't that was just a that's just a few of them. The majority of them are good. They're good people. Are they? Are they really? Are they really good people? It's like anything else. You guys have the same rhetoric when cops go out and just murder people and just use people for target practice. And it's the same conversation. Yeah, I know systematically that there are good cops. I know some of them personally. My issue is always going to be the same. When cops go out and murder people, where are the good and the great cops that come out and say, yeah, what he did, the way he did what he did was wrong. He could have did it like X, Y, and Z. And then follow that up with, yeah, they're, they're good cops. Yeah, we know this. But let's talk about the bad ones. Because this is what the focal point is. You guys feel like you're backtracking by talking about the bad cops. What you're doing is, is you're acknowledging that they're bad cops and that you're, you're going to do something about it. That's not what we're hearing. And it's the same thing with this Proud, Proud Boys group. Every time they do something, they, especially this punk ass leader who this week I read an article. They were saying that this guy has been an FBI informant, which would not surprise me. This government has played both sides of the field for so long and they'll sit silent. And that may that might be what they're doing. But who knows who's really controlling this group and who isn't. But the point the point being is, is that our neighbors have taken a step forward. I'm hoping that the United States uh, will look into it a little further. I mean, fuck looking into it. Let me stop. Just do what's necessary. This group is a terrorist group. That's just what they are. In other world news, China has began COVID testing. And not to be nasty, I hope you're not eating, but they've begun COVID testing through the anus. They are swabbing that butthole. And <laughs> I'm a little confused who, who, what scientist was sitting in this room like, you know what we haven't tried that is more effective? That butthole. Yeah, that butthole. We got to try that butthole. Yep. Let's go ahead and get this swab in that butthole. Could you imagine? There's cars just lined up. You got people sticking their ass out the car the car window. <laughs> and you got a scientist just... Hell, it's not even a scientist at this point because it's going to be a nurse or somebody, right? It's going to be sticking a swab up your ass and getting your samples. Like... <laughs> Are you guys freaking kidding me right now? Are you guys serious? Who is signing off on this? So, needless to say, I won't be going to China no time soon. I've been to China one time and where where, where did we end up at? We were in Shanghai. Was it Shanghai? I think, yeah, it was. It was Shanghai. And... It was a weird place. I mean, we had a layover in Shanghai, so I don't want to say it like I was 
walking around outside and doing the most, but just going through the airport, going through their security, I didn't like it at all. I have a friend that's out there in Shanghai uh, right now. He loves it out there. Uh, I think I think I'm going to have to pass on China for sure. For sure. Let's take a look and see what other interesting uh, global news. Oh, I guess we can go global. I'm not sure what's going on with Amazon, but I'm sure everybody has seen the news. Jeff Bezos has decided to step down as CEO, which. Why? I, I'm confused. I get it. You've been doing it for 27 years, but why are you stepping down? making more money than you've ever made i don't understand i don't understand that i don't understand that move um maybe it's something i'm missing um in other news another financial news i'm sure everybody has seen the story in which uh game stock has been making headlines in which you had the small guys trying to make a couple of bucks and the big guys said fuck you big fuck you how many times have we seen that i mean come on when a company can lose billions and the little guy stands to make you know a couple hundred maybe a couple thousand in some odd cases a couple of hundred thousand to a million nope can't allow that we can't allow that I don't know what's going on with the stock market, but I will tell you this, because I read into a lot of this shit. I I can tell you this. I've been waiting for the bubble for the last year and a half, two years. We have been on the up and up, and there's a bubble somewhere, which I'm just not seeing it. I can't see where it's coming from. It's kind of like the housing market. I've seen that coming. This one is so many moving parts all over the place our government is taking out loans like it's like it's no fucking tomorrow 1.2 trillion 1.9 trillion trillion trillions trillion 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 i'm just like where is this trillion dollars coming from i mean i know where it's coming from but where is this coming from i don't know I guess uh, we are going to uh, be figuring this shit out very soon on a global scale. Because I feel like there's going to be a collapse of epic proportions. There is money that is being given out to stimulate the economy. And how long can you sustain that? How long can people keep doing this the way that we're doing it? Uh, it's already been stated. I mean, it's already been known for the longest my child is going to be paying the debt that we're taking out right now her child will be paying the debt that we're taking out right now and potentially my child's child's child will be paying the debt that we're taking out right now so we have to be extremely mindful extremely mindful of what's going on now in other global news Mexico has stated that they are planning to immunize 
80% of its population within the next six months. That's a little scary to me. It makes me really nervous that I don't care what country you're talking about. How many times have we seen a vaccine that was able to be made from thin air, manufactured, tested, and rolled out in fucking under a year? I I don't think that, yeah, I'm smart enough to know that things are moving at an exponential pace and that technology has changed I am smart enough to realize all of these different factors. The fact of the matter is, is that unless somebody has figured out how to speed up time in a particular spot and area to see the effects, nothing has changed as far as time is concerned. So when you're giving somebody a vaccine, we don't know the long term effects of these, quote unquote, experimental vaccines. So we have governments that are rolling out, whether they're buying it from Moderna or from Pfizer or just creating their own vaccine in which we're getting so many fucked up results. I'm getting very nervous that we're going to create a new outbreak of something that we cannot control. If people who are paying attention or reading any of the global articles Australia had created their own vaccine for COVID what they soon found is that when they tested the patients in which they gave the first dose of the vaccine now here's here's the interesting part because fancy this they're testing people and in regards to the vaccine to see some of the effects or the blood cells, all this good stuff. And people were coming back with a what they called a false positive HIV on the charts. So they would test. And again, my question was, is why are you testing their bloods for STDs? Are what are you seeing to even make you test that? But they were reading false positive reads when they were getting the testing back in which Australia has completely scrapped their whole vaccination plan because they were they were well, I'm not going to say they scrapped their whole vaccination plan. They scrapped the whole vaccine that was approved by the government. So they scrapped that. And they're saying that they're they're going to have to start all the way over, which I believe that they're doing. But in the meantime, they're going to be buying vaccines from Pfizer like a lot of people in the world. I grow very weary and worrisome when I see on a global scale that everybody is on the same page because we're never on the same page. Right. Now, I get that this virus is dangerous and deadly to some capacity, but it's like anything else, right? When H1N1 was going around, they didn't create a global vaccine. I mean, I don't have the numbers in front of me, which I should if I'm going to talk about it. But I don't believe that people were 
dying left and right to the point to where they felt like this is a pandemic. We got to do X, Y, and Z. I remember when they had the Olympics in Brazil, because I was supposed to be going, and they were talking about Zika. Ah, Zika. Zika, it's in the mosquitoes, and if you get this, and your baby's going to come up fucked up, and it's going to come out like a sexually transmitted disease, and you can pass it on to people. I haven't heard shit about Zika since. Maybe like six months. And then after that, gone. Gone like the wind. Poof. Now we have this coronavirus that is seemingly shut down the world on a global scale. And it was first reported about a month and a half ago that there was a new strain. I want to say some scientists from South Africa um, found this strain in England in which they're saying that it's 70 percent more contagious than Corona, which I don't understand that. Like how how more contagious can it be? Does it stay on the surfaces more? Um, you got to use more um, sanitation. You got to use more spray. I don't know. But. They just said they have a new strain of the coronavirus in California. So we got two new strains, one in California one that's in Europe, in the UK, somewhere. How many more strains of this shit are going to pop up is my question. And then on top of that, right? It's already been proven that you can get Corona more than once. Meaning once you get all healed up and better and all that good stuff, the misconception is that, oh, I have the antibodies. So if I were to get it again, it's not going to affect me. Wrong, 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 wrong. So it's already been proven and dispelled that you can get coronavirus more than once. Now, people are, A, in some situations being forced to take the vaccine. And then I've seen more cases than not where people are getting the vaccine And then right after they get the vaccine, a week, two weeks, three weeks, they're getting fucking coronavirus. So, yeah, you can say, well, they put corona in the vaccine. All right, let's go with that. So now you're giving yourself fucking corona, which has been proven to be give people neurological disorders where you can't smell or you can't taste. Right. So you're you're putting this shit in your fucking body, right? Then they're telling you, you got to take two doses of it because the second dose, that's what gets you over the top, baby. Like, I don't know if that's foolish or I'm just a little paranoid at this point because you guys are moving faster than people can fucking compute and calculate this shit. We can't even decipher what the fuck is going on because you're moving so fast with this shit to the point to where I've heard chatter about airlines banning people if they don't take this vaccine so what now now I'm gonna have to buy a fucking rowboat if I want to travel international and travel by boat 
Next thing you know, it's going to be by boat. So you're not going to be able, basically what it's coming down to is you won't be able to do any international traveling unless you take this vaccine, which to me is a crock of shit. Because despite how you feel on a personal level, it's coming down to the government being your, your daddy. If you're as safe as I am, meaning I wear my mask 24 seven when I leave my house and I go into a store, that mask is on when I I when when I go into a store, I am very mindful of what hand I am using to touch what with, meaning I'm not in the store touching all types of shit, playing on my phone, then putting it in my pocket because whatever I'm touching is it's it's like anything else. If you've ever worked in a lab, which I have, if you've ever worked in a lab, once shit is contaminated, it's contaminated. You got to decontaminate it at that point. So if you're touching all these different items and not being mindful what you're touching, then the likelihood of you getting that shit is very high. Right. So people like myself that are mindful, that are following all the guidelines and going above and beyond. You're telling me that I'm going to have to take this. That I'm going to be forced to. If you are a teacher, if you are an emergency responder. You're going to have to take this. Uh, Makes me a little weary. I've seen more videos than not. Why would people say that they're giving somebody a vaccine and there's nothing in the vial? Like you can clearly see there's nothing in the vial. Why would you even do that shit? I don't know. I'm not here to give people theories or conspiracy theories but i'm looking at it for myself and being objective about what i'm seeing um then you have you can say it's old age but you had the late great hank aaron who was yeah take the vaccine took the vaccine and is dead two weeks later i am very 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 weary of this vaccine and it's to the point to where if something were to happen to you, like I've seen more videos than not of people that have taken this vaccine that have opted to take this vaccine that are big on taking vaccines, nurses and all, whether you've seen the nurse where she took the vaccine and she passed out on the spot while she was giving the interview, literally passed out or the nurse who took it and she was having uh, body spasms where her body would shake uncontrollably which I feel really bad for her because she did it for the right reasons. And I respect that. That's why I'm kind of like, let me sit back and just watch how this shit reacts to other people. Because my thing is, is me personally, I'm the person that my luck isn't isn't luck at all. Like with the luck of it, I'll take the vaccine and I'm going to be fucked up. My face might be fucked up like those one people in the test. I might have full body. I might get it all full body convulsions, convulsions. I might even fucking die from it. I don't know. But this is where my mind is at. Like, you know what? I'm healthy as a fucking ox since coronavirus has come out last year. I haven't gotten sick one time. And maybe because it's I'm being a lot cleaner. I'm washing my hands a lot more. I stay with um, I stay with uh, um, sanitation spray with me like um, all the time. And I'm constantly spraying shit down. So 
I this is I want to say this is the first time where I just haven't been sick at all. Like literally haven't been sick. I got to a point to where I was kind of feeling something a little bit. I bought some NyQuil. My throat was feeling a little tight. I bought me some NyQuil. I took that shit um, the way I was supposed to. I think it was like every six hours, something like that. I did that for a day. Um, I, I took my elderberry. I took my vitamin C and I felt that for maybe a day, maybe two at the max. And I was I was feeling I was feeling great. Even when I was feeling the tightness in my throat, I didn't feel sick or anything. But this is the healthiest that I've been in a like forever. I always get a little cold or something. I got allergies. Um, and even with my allergies, I've been pretty legit. Minus when California had the forest fires and the state was damn near burning down. My eyes were burning, itchy every day, stuffy nose. I'm real mindful because, you know, if you cough or you sneeze one one too many times in, in an area, you got people looking at you like, do you got Corona? Do you got the Roro? Because I need you to get the fuck out of here, which I understand because you get one cough, but two or three consecutive coughs. I'm looking at you the same way, like you need to get the fuck out of here, like right now. So look, people, um, I'm not going to give anybody any type of advice in regards to taking a vaccine, because all of this is just personal, how I feel. How I feel ain't shit. It's, it's how I feel, right? Um, but how you feel about your health, your 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 health, your health is important. So if you feel some type of way, go with how you feel. And not not be reckless. When I say go with how you feel, not be reckless. Like if you're one of those people that don't wear a mask, you probably need to take the vaccine and well, let's test you out as a test specimen. I'm not I'm not talking about the people that wear their masks, that wash their hands. I'm not talking about them. I'm talking about the ones that just don't give a fuck. You take the vaccine for sure. I'm going to give you advice. You take that shit. We need to test it out on you for sure because you just don't care. You're going to probably catch that shit anyway. You probably already had it and you've probably been spreading it. You're probably asymptomatic. But um, just be mindful, guys guys and gals um you know health is wealth and um you only get one body and you know once your body starts failing you because your brain is failing you you're not making the right decisions then you know it's over you you get one time to do it sometimes sometimes your body heals itself sometimes it doesn't and i've had a friend who contracted covid and me and him both ran track together and listening to him he's telling me personally like he's one of the healthiest dudes i know on a physical level he's telling me that his win is not the same he's walking up the stairs breathing a little heavy uh that's unexpected i'm i was a little surprised when he said that like bro we're relatively young you know mid mid 30s but shit that's not old not to be breathing heavy and you're healthy and you like run and like me, I, I walk five to 10 miles a week. So and that's like a like the average, you know, I have my other weeks where I'm going a little crazy. But um, I know I'm relatively healthy 
I'm at a healthy weight. I'm at a healthy size. I eat. I'm not going to say I eat super healthy, but I know on 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 paper, I am definitely healthy for sure. Um, so with all that being said, just be mindful. Uh, if you want to take the vaccine, take the vaccine. If you feel that that's something that is a must and you're doing your duty and you're trying to help people, you, you do that. If you don't want to take it, don't take the vaccine. But I will say, if you don't want to take the vaccine, make sure you're doing everything humanly possible to keep others around you relatively safe. You wear your mask when you're supposed to. You're not taking it off. You're definitely not sneezing or coughing or leaving your house when you're sneezing and coughing and going on. If you think you're sick, keep your ass at home. I got people at my job that are dealing with this shit right now. I know a few people personally that are dealing with this with family members have COVID and they're on ventilators. This shit is for real. You can call it what you will. Don't believe it if you will. But I feel like if everybody were to do their due diligence, we can be at zero percent like New Zealand. We just got too many people that just want to do what the fuck they want to do. Just have this attitude. I'm. I'm an American. I have rights like, yeah, you do. And you have the fucking right to be fucking responsible for your actions and fucking make sure you're not hurting other people in the process. So with all that being said, I'll be checking in tomorrow. I'll have a list of some more stories as far as what's going on in the States. And we'll definitely keep it rolling as far as global news is concerned, because I think that global news is very important. We get to see what's going on in other places, how other people are handling what they're handling. And we're not enclosed in a bubble where we're not thinking about other things other than what's going on. That's physical or that's firsthand affecting us here. So I appreciate you guys checking in yet again. You guys stay tuned. Let's keep this shit rolling. You guys have any questions, concerns, please leave it in the comment section. And we are out.